Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, buddy. Morning. We are still grantless. grantless. Still grantless. We're dealing with, um, I guess it's it's more Ivanka Trump news, or is it Trump news? It's about the Trump trial. Just Ivanka is uh, what the daughter to testify. Okay, so we'll get into that out of it. We'll get the Trump stuff out of the way, so we don't have to dwell on that. Um, PBR tickets as a parting gift at the end of the show. So hang in there for that. The locker room news. Ivanka Trump denies involvement in the uh, her father's financial statements. So she was working with him at the time, and she was there for the meeting on telling the vision of where they wanted to go with this hotel and what they their whole idea behind it. But she had nothing to do, or she claimed she had nothing to do with the financial with, statements, with the f- fraudulent financial statements that was were displayed i from what i was reading yesterday the point of having her on the stand wasn't to to try to um get her mixed up in this and 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 involve her in the fraud it was more to establish that i'm gonna screw this up it was more to establish sort of the fact that she was part of this conversation, the Trump family was part of this conversation, and that it gives them motive and setup for the fraud charges. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what she, what they're trying to do with a lot of this this testimony is just establish a pattern of how the Trump organization did what they did. So. The fact that Ivanka said, I didn't see the financial statements, doesn't have a lot of impact in in the uh, prosecution's case. It's more about just sort of establishing how they did their business. But doesn't it also kind of outline, okay, she wasn't in on it. She She was basically lied to, too. She was brought, like... So if he if he's lying to all these other people about the financial statements and lied to her, his kids too, they had no idea what they what they were involved in because he wasn't honest with them either. That also shows like to the dishonesty of. Well, I mean, again, I think it's way more complicated than we're trying to make it. Um, you know what? You know what I find interesting is that you can bet on whether or not Trump's going to go to prison. <laughs> On Bodog. Really? I don't know if there's other services out there, betting services, but somebody sent me, they saw it, and they sent it to me on Twitter. This guy, uh, Brad, fired me the bet, and and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So 
if you were going to bet, where would you would you go? I still don't think he's going to go to prison. Just he just has this unbelievable knack at being able to nothing sticks to this guy. Like it's unbelievable. It is amazing. The thing is though is like this he might case, not get he might not go to prison, but he he could get uh you know house arrest or something to that effect. I don't think for for the, he's for the reason of because if you go to prison, he's an ex president. You can't go to prison because you can't have secret service. He's not going to have bodyguards in prison. I'm not sure how that works. I, I and again, I don't think this is all new territory for everybody. But this is be he. This is a lawsuit against him, so he's not. This isn't well, no, this really is, a criminal he's trial. Already, he's already been found guilty of fraud. What this case is, Jimmy, is just establishing what the punishment is going to be. So they've already got proof that he did what he did, yeah. right? So now what they're doing is this court case is, is the judge will decide what the punishment is going to be. So they're presenting, both sides are presenting their case. So he's going to get a fine. There's a possibility he might not be able to do business in New York. Any, and I, I doubt highly that this comes with... Um, with any jail time. This particular case, the one that the Trump family is all um, standing in front of the judge in front of in New York. The one in Georgia is different. That one's more complicated. I I don't know if that lends itself to a to a sentence like a jail time. But anyway, it's it's unbelievable whether you like Trump or not. It's you have to be amazed by this family and what they get away with. It's 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 phenomenal. It really is. I mean, I think all politicians on some level are, are a little shady. bit shady, a little bit like, you know what I mean? There's backroom deals and maybe some are better at hiding it than others. We'll kind of get into that with Dean about JT's personal life in the next hour. Justin Trudeau, Dean Blundell from, from, uh, from Cryer Media. But... <sighs> This is phenomenal. Like I said, they're going to be in a thousand years. There's going to be, if we're still, if we don't blow up the planet, there's going to be classes you can take in university that are just going to be all about Trump and what he did. I swear. I, I, oh, yeah. The, I'd be 100%. Bet that. I'd bet on like that. The, yeah. We all make mistakes. This is The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Comes up on a regular basis on this particular program, The Locker Room on 95.7 Cruise FM with Grant Johnson, away this week, myself, Lachlan Cross, and James P. White. The James lives a very different life from the rest of us. And even something as simple as a trip to the liquor store can be very entertaining, not unlike what happened yesterday. Jimmy has a regular spot that he hits in his neck of the woods to pick up booze. What I do go you there about three times a week. <laughs> I was going to give you some credit and say, what are you there? Once, twice a week? Nope, three times a week. So you've developed a friendship with the staff at this liquor store. Yeah, the manager, the assistant manager. <laughs> uh, like, they... They give you when, deals? Whenever they, get, whenever they get new people in, like, I, I get, like... $10 off my uh, order at least twice a uh, <laughs> like once every couple months. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, that's because of the points. Yes. Okay. All right. Hence so going how there more close often. are you to hanging out with these people outside of your trips to the liquor store? Like, are you getting invited to their place for Christmas? 
Not yet. Okay. It, you know, it, that hasn't come up. But, you know, it may happen eventually. Like, they wanted pictures of my Halloween costume. <laughs> like... Yeah, you're going to be, you'll be hanging out with them on the weekends. Because I was there picking up beer, and they're like, you know, before Halloween, hey, what are you doing for Halloween? Chucky. (laughs) They lost it. I thought Dennis was going to have a heart attack right there. (laughs) And they're like, we need to see pictures. Oh, that is awesome that you're friends with the people that run the liquor store. It's amazing. The Locker Room. Okay, we're talking to Brian from Marmot. He's the VP of Marketing. Jasper. Good morning. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. We're touching base because the opening of Marmot yeah. isn't that far away, right? No, we're working on uh, Thursday the 16th right now. That's uh, wow. what we're targeting, and hopefully all of the stars will line up and we'll get open for the season. Now, will the will that new chair, the, the knob, will that be up and running at that time, or are we going to have to wait a bit for that? No, we won't get that up and running at that time, although the construction is just about complete. It's pretty exciting stuff right now. What's going to happen today and over the next day as they start um, uh, installing the rope. Now, that's the cable that carries the chairs, but it will be ready when there's enough snow up there. The knob is usually the last chair that we get open. That whole area up there, because of the nature of the terrain, requires quite a bit of snow. So, yeah, it'll be ready to open as soon as we have the snow up there, which, you know, typically is sort of early to mid-December for the knob. You you know what's interesting is we're having this bizarre weather right now. People aren't thinking about skiing at this point, right? Because it's like plus eight yesterday. I raked my yard. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. And You know what? This is not atypical, right? The weather kind of gets people, geez, we're not thinking about it too much. There's not that much snow. And then it's going to come. Right, yeah, it's, it's Alberta, coming. and by yeah. the time by the time we hit April, we've yeah. all had a lot of skiing under our belts. So, yeah, I think this El Nino thing bodes well for all of us. Hopefully, yeah. it comes to fruition in terms of uh, you know a little bit warmer temperatures than what we normally see in those really cold months of December and January, and uh, bring a lot of snow with it. So. It won't be long now. For those that are chomping at the bit to get to the hill, and we'll be, you know, joining you when you guys open the first week. The uh, the Marmon Escape card that is that still a half price thing, Brian? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's uh, that's still uh, a thing, is right, and it is definitely the best deal. I mean, ninety nine bucks. Buy the card. You can get it online or, or stop at one of our ski shops in Edmonton, our partner shops. Get that card for ninety nine bucks, and then you pay half price every single time you come to the mountain. So. I mean, if you want to pay full price, we're all for that, but you don't have to. <laughs> all right. And you're doing a little thing for, for media next week, so we'll, we'll be able to see you next week. All right? Yeah, you betcha. We'll see you there. All right, my friend. Thank you for this, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Looking forward to, to getting out to the hill at some point this winter. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, you betcha. Good times. Find their podcast at 957cruisefm.ca. Welcome to the locker room. So, Jack Campbell sent on waivers. Um, he cleared waivers, so he's going to play down in the AHL for the, the Condors. And then the Condors guy came up. Pickard, I think is how you say his name. Okay. Anyway, and this is... It's a bit of a gut punch to the whole organization. I obviously... And, and they had to do something. I think that's the stance that most people are taking. Like, you can't start the season. This team cannot start this season like this. It's just, it's it's crazy. And I think there's a lot of 
there's a lot of people that know more about the game than I do, especially structurally, that are commenting that this isn't necessarily a goal goaltending issue. Listen, Campbell did not play well, and he was the sacrificial lamb, but there's more to it. And I got a, an email from a listener. His name is Wayne. He weighs in on topics on the show quite often. The thing about Wayne is that he's been a goaltender for 40 years. Now, listen, he's never played pro hockey, but he's played the game long enough to have an idea of what it looks like when you're watching it, right? Yeah. So I'm going to read his email because I thought it was rather poignant, and he's got some points about what's wrong with the Oilers right now. And he may have his head up his ass, but I, I, I kind of agree with him. So this is from Wayne. I've been a goaltender for 40 years. The Oilers have less of a goalie problem than they do a structure problem. Forwards leave the zone too soon, creating separation in the neutral zone, which might make sense based on how fast they are, right? Anyway, the forwards other than the third line don't back check or pick up the high guy in the slot. This team is arrogant, and that's interesting because I've commented about that, where there's this soft spot when they when they get into when teams get into the offensive zone on the oil, uh, zone on the Oilers and guys roll into that soft spot around the hash marks and they're constantly shooting on the goaltender from like 15 feet out and it's like what do you, how do you let that guy in there anyway i've commented on that so he's pointing that out as well this team is arrogant and expects to win without having to play like a team and that's come up a lot that this team doesn't play like a team yet it's an attitude issue, not a goalie issue. I thought it was interesting. Makes sense because you, if one person doesn't lose the game for no, the entire team. And, and that's, that's in that's a, any game. Yeah, that's a big part of hockey, right? They they haven't gelled yet, and, and hopefully that happens sooner than later. And sometimes a big change like this, because this is a significant change. Jack Campbell was a liked guy in the dressing room. So sometimes, like, Something like this might actually shake the team up to a point where they actually they, they come together and they start playing. So but San Jose could, tonight. It could start. also go the other way, though. You know, doing a shake-up like that is some of the players will look at each other, okay, who's next? Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Is that <sighs> right? Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. I, I, I'm actually more nervous. This has been a hard team to watch this year, but... I'm actually nervous about tonight's game because San Jose had a win the other night against Philly. It's the first win of the season. Um, Edmonton's in like turmoil right now. They could lose to a team with three points tonight. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to say that. We're, we're going to be. We're going to think positive. positive. But you focus on expanse. Oh, th- there you go. The locker room news. Alberta to dismantle current patient care model to create a new healthcare delivery system. So what uh, Daniel Smith announced yesterday was they're doing an overhaul of AHS. So it's no longer everything about healthcare isn't going to be under AHS. So they're going to have other organizations involved. So AHS is in charge of uh, acute care and uh, continuing care. And then Did they, there's other, they've announced other organizations that are going to be in charge of things like mental health, addiction care, okay. uh, can, and primary care. So there's going to be four different organizations. 
Because what they're trying to deal with is the broken system where we have too long of wait times in emergency rooms. It's yeah. hard to get specialized care. It's, you know, it's like when you're in the emergency room for five, six hours. Yeah. To that's deal- not just an Alberta thing, too. I, I mean, that's that's across the country thing. So, so every province is dealing with it. You know, there is... The restructuring of it is is probably going to be i think we i think to be fair when you when you dismantle something and then you try to put it back together again there's probably going to be some hiccups there's going to be some hiccups some things missed you know the system isn't going to be perfect right away the gaslighting from the ndp is that this is her first steps to privatizing the healthcare yeah, that's system what they're afraid of is selling she's, off she's denying that right now right yeah, daniel she's, smith yeah, she's saying that, no, what we're doing is we're going to have different organizations in charge of different things. So it's not all under one umbrella. Yeah. It's going to be, you're in charge of this, so... Do a better job. Yeah. This department now is going to be created to handle this. Do a better job. You know what? Something has to happen, right? I don't know if this is the answer, but at least there's an attempt, right? Like, I'm not a... Danielle Smith fan. I'm not a Rachel Notley fan, but at the end of the day, taking a step outside of it, the system isn't working well. We we have to try to do something. No, yeah, like like the thing is though, is it makes sense if they're actually doing it the way that they're saying they're doing it, because it would be like like our job if we were in charge of putting commercials in, if we were in charge of you know everything, picking the music, it wouldn't. Go as flow as well as it is now, where we're just in charge of our show. We're not in charge of everything. I don't think we should do that. I don't think we should compare the Alberta health system to the locker room to radio. (laughs) I get your point, though. You got a point, Jimmy. The locker room. We got a couple of texts on the conversation about Danielle Smith and the UCP restructuring the AHS, the Alberta health system. And John was very upset that we did not play the Danielle Smith music, so we apologize. Yeah, it slipped our minds. Glenn uh, Hammer said AHS is top-heavy on the management side, and that's one of the issues. Some departments have more managers than workers. I don't know if that's true, um, but I have heard rumors that the Alberta healthcare system has some issues in that regard. Glenda made a comment that I think a lot of past governments have made major mistakes with healthcare. Because we've talked about it in the past, how the provincial government have a hate on for nurses and doctors. Yeah. And they turn on them and all the time. So she was saying that they did damage in the past with some of the things that they've done, right? So that, that, that they may be part of the problem. And yeah. that's worth pointing out. I think government as a whole generally has yeah, that issue. Anyway, we're going to move on. On air, online, and on our app. Welcome to the locker room. You know what? Our conversation with Dean is, is going to wait because we just got off the phone with Elka. Am I saying her name right? I think so. Elka. And um, she actually had something to add to the conversation about the Alberta healthcare system and, and what we're dealing with right now. So I want to play the call that um, we just had with Elka. 
Okay. You got a very interesting conversation going on there. Okay. Regarding the healthcare system. Yes, I, I want to preface um, whatever you're about to say. We're we're doing the news, so yeah. we don't work in the system. So we're not. We're trying to present the information as we objectively as possible, right? Oh, without absolutely. without trying to stir the pot. It, it's a touchy subject in this province and right across the country based on what we've gone through in the last, you know. No, I heard one of the comments you said that the Alberta healthcare system is top heavy and there is absolutely no doubts about it. There is a lot of new management, but we are missing so many people on the bottom level. We have so many people who have come to this country as immigrants and they are like surgeons from back home. They are very qualified doctors, but they make it so hard for them to practice anything or even get licensed here that they are driving taxis right here. Yeah, it's crazy. If we talk about our own kids, uh, my daughter, she's trying to get into dentistry and she can't get into dentistry. She's in the University of Alberta. She's been a 90s top kid all the time, but she cannot get an admission here. She has to go abroad. And my fear is once she goes out of this country, she's never coming back. So we are losing our kids to other countries. Yeah, because of the red tape that we put in front of them to get into these programs. That that has been discussed on um, yeah. on a number of levels provincially, and I and I believe the federal government is also the federal governments are looking at trying to alleviate that because you're you're not wrong that that comes up quite often when no matter how much you're going to break down the system into different departments but we if we if we do not have enough manpower on ground no matter what you do how many departments you create or whatever you do it's not going to work it's going to fail it's 110 percent going to fail if we do not put more people on the floor to deal with that yeah i i don't disagree with you and how long have you been working in the healthcare industry about 25 years. 25. So, oh, wow. So you might have you might have um, some perspective. Uh, Elka, I appreciate mm-hmm. you weighing in today. Thank you. Thank you for this. And You're most welcome. And good luck to your daughter. I hope she can find a way to make it work in Canada so you can keep her at no, home. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I would love for her to stay in Edmonton itself. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank I, you. and thank you for listening. Always, always listening to you guys. Take care, my friend. Bye now. Thanks. The Locker Room, only on Cruise. Morning, Cruise. Gentlemen, how are you today? Good, good. How are you? Very good, good. I'm a paramedic with Albert Health Services. I can tell you it's... uh it's a, it's a bit more of a mess than the average person thinks, I think. I think we all know how, how much of a mess it is. I just... When you're outside looking in... I think it's difficult for us to have a, a frame of reference. 100%. We all hear stuff like you hear things. Ah, they're top heavy or, you know, the wait list is because of, you know, the time is because of this. Or, you know, we got two Uber drivers driving around that are neurosurgeons. I mean, there's all of those conversations, but we're not, we don't live it like you do. When Jimmy was doing the news about Danielle Smith from the UCP about her announcement yesterday on the restructuring thing, I said, you know what, listen, there's obviously a problem, and I think not doing anything is probably an issue, so maybe this might be worth trying. What do you think? Do you you think that her announcement yesterday? Yeah, yeah, the the announcement stuff, because we don't 
really know exactly what she's talking about, right? Like they're talking about some of the senior citizens and, and environments and that sort of thing. We don't really know what, what's coming down the line. I mean, for us, I'm a tad bit concerned after uh, being with AHS for a number of years and it, it being all private and with cities and whatnot before that. But what they're when she was uh, running for the uh, previous party, they're, they're privatizing the emergency services, the ambulances. It was one of her big platforms at that time. Wild Rose. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wild Rose. Yeah. And that's a bit of a concern that she, she might go that way. Although. Is that knows? gaslighting though? I mean, yeah, what she's totally. doing right now isn't necessarily to me, doesn't sound like a path to privatization. I mean, I understand that everyone's concerned about anything she does or says, but what she's doing doesn't seem like the steps to be, I, I, am I wrong? Like, is she no, setting us up to sell everything so, off? There's so many, there's so many complications with it. Like uh, I've, I've got a ton of, ton, ton of fixes that, that, that would work from the inside. But the big problem is nobody wants, n- nobody wants taxes to go up. Nobody wants the more money spent on things when, when we're already taxed to the nines and, and uh, having problems buying groceries because inflation and like, you really need to throw money at it. And, yeah. you know, I'll be honest. I think society, the expectations are unreasonable. Number one, and I'm gonna, you don't do not use my name out there. But if we could spend the amount of money that we did to build a new See, arena, yeah, for the Oilers, yeah, and we not spending money and putting on on putting that new hospital on in Terwilliger on hold, yeah, where are our priorities as a society? You're not wrong. I have mentioned that countless times. Because anytime you make a comment one way or the other, and I hate to bring up bike lanes, but I am not against bike lanes. I'm against how they prioritize things at government levels. It drives me insane. I am 100% more just using bike lanes. I listen to it every day and it makes me laugh because we're 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 in a city that we get to use it six months out of the year. Yeah. It's, and again, I mean, this is just a probably way off topic for here what we're talking about, but when a society gets to the point where the individual is more important than the whole, we're doomed. We, and that's where we're, we're, we're at. We're catering to a very small percentage of the, of the population in a lot of these situations. And it's the yeah. new shiny thing. And, and Vancouver has this and San Diego has this. Why can't we have it? It drives me insane that, uh, that we've lost the ability to, to have reasonable conversations about it's like if you break this down to a micro level if you're at home and you're going into your credit card to buy groceries 100 percent, you don't go to mexico you, you don't well, get to or, go to mexico or vegas that year like, i mean and that's you, you don't get to buy a two hundred thousand dollar car or in in city's case how about we put in a, a transit system that a, hardly anybody uses and actually creates more problem in the infrastructure than it alleviates. Even tried to drive down 109th or, or around the hospital. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You know, that we're spending money on these things and they're not helping. They're actually making the system worse. You're not wrong. We won't use your name. But I do but, appreciate your perspective this morning. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Well, there's there's a lot of fixes, but at the at the end of the day, we need more money. Nobody wants to spend the money. They need more. You they know what else? Hospitals, they need more doctors. <laughs> they need more stuff. But And the demographics of this society right now, if we look at the baby boomers and where that's coming to, and the fact that they're getting to that age between 60 and 80 and, and creeping yeah. up there, that's the biggest use of the system right yeah. now is going to be that demographic. and. We're just getting into it. What do you think is going to be happening in 10 years? It's going to be way worse. I knew it. I knew it was the boomer's fault.
Well, it's not their fault, but, you know, uh, I'm kidding. You know they, they came up with med- medicine and made themselves live longer. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's really, yeah, don't yeah. use that part either. <laughs> no, I'm right, using boys, that day, part. Huh? You have a good day. Thank yeah, you for I this. Yeah, you would. All right. Yeah, take care. James P. White. 21 days and 13 hours till my Christmas present comes to public. So what it is is a Skywalker pilot collection from Columbia is coming out. So it's going to be dealing with the the hot... The jackets? The the jackets. There's like the jumpsuit, the sweaters. It's all coming. So get your money ready, Lock. My Christmas present is coming. That's good. Uh, that's December twelfth. It's through Columbia. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's really so awesome. So does it so, look like the stuff? Um, it, it looks like the like the orange jumpsuit, the overalls thing okay. is there. You know, it almost looks like you're wearing prison gear, but it's it looks cool. Like the sweater. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. So it's through Columbia. You can get it that's online. A, They're gonna have it in that's some a really stores. good brand too. Like yeah, Columbia's Columbia jackets and they're nice jackets. Yeah, that's, that's so it's. So it's are they big, calling it Return to Hoth? Like, is that the brand name uh, of, that's the, the, of the clothing that's line? The, yes, because they're going to have... Like, so the, Hoth is what? Hoth is the, the things the ice they planet. rode? No, Hoth is the ice planet and Empire Strikes Back. So at the very first, at the beginning... What were the things, what were the animals they rode? The wontons or something? What, did, what were they? Tauntons. Tauntons. And then you, you have... <laughs> but, but they that's also have like a... a this is perfect for you. Uh, good? You, they've got a... <laughs> That sounds more like somebody. Ch- That's my tauntaun. No, you sounded more uh, more like you were choking out Chewbacca. <laughs> but they have fanny packs. Like there's a, cro- a cross shoulder, oh, so you can get damn. a new. So you can get a new purse. They've got all kinds a, of stuff. That's a bike bag. It's not a purse. I'm I'm all excited. Right. So okay, I'll go take a look because I. Well, I got to get you something for your birthday. When's your birthday? Uh, bo- You're getting booze for your birthday, just so you know. Of course I'm getting booze for my birthday. 49's coming up. All right, Return to Hoth, Columbia's new Star Wars winter collection. You might want to look into it. In the locker room. Okay, I did a pretty decent job. With You were saying my Tauntaun impersonation was not good. <laughs> Uh, you I nailed it. You, you sound like somebody's doing something horrible to Chewbacca. The locker room news. The House Oversight Committee uh, subpoenas Hunter and James Biden. So Hunter is, of course, uh, President uh, President Joe Biden's son, and, and then James is a to, and then his brother. So what they're doing is this House Oversight Committee is investigating to whether or not uh, Joe Biden. Did anything wrong uh, with dealing with their? Is it Sleepy overs- Joe's brother or? Yeah, Sleepy Joe's brother. Okay, all right, son and brother. I didn't know that he was part of this whole mess as well. Yeah, I wonder it, if you can bet on them going to jail on Bodog. We'll we'll find out because right now they're just investigating whether or not Joe, uh, like President Biden, had anything to do with this. Whether well, and they're then- trying to subpoena or um, not subpoena. Impeach. They're trying to impeach yeah. Sleepy Joe. So this is so this is the process. This to, is the to process to investigate whether or not anything was done, and then it goes to try like to uh, an impeachment trial. 
Okay. All right. So they're doing that, and they still wanted also to deal with other members of Biden's family. This is the first members of his family that have been talked to. So there's going to be like his uh, is sister-in-law. Is still a gong show? Uh, it sounds like it. Because he, um, I, I think he might be sober now, but he, he keeps falling off the wagon, doesn't he? Yeah. It, and it, that's I don't it. follow this as much. No, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, there you like, go. I don't even follow our we pri- did prime minister. We news earlier. We're doing Hunter news to balance it all out now. The Locker Room, only on Chris. Okay, once again, we got Dean Blundell hanging out with us this morning from Cryer Media, Cryer.co. Morning. I want to get into a conversation about our fearless leader, Justin Trudeau. I saw something yesterday that was interesting from the perspective of how times have changed. When Pierre was on the prowl, and his he dad, was his Pierre dad. Elliot Trudeau, because we, we got a couple of Pierres that are pretty relevant right now. Okay. When he was out and about and on the prowl, it yeah. was all over the press. Mm-hmm. He was tabloid fodder, right? There was, mm-hmm. and I was reminded that he had a bit of a thing with Barbara Streisand because she's got a book coming out. And in the yep. book, she talks about her very brief relationship with, with Pierre, Justin's mm-hmm. dad. Who was he was a cat daddy. He went for it, that guy. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. What do you make of the fact that we're hearing nothing about JT's love life? Weak sauce. Weak sauce. That's all I want to know right now. Like, you know, and, and I said this the other day because, like, you know, it, it, America, we have American-style politics in Canada now, right? Like, it, it just is. Like, we see the... With the divisiveness. Gas, yeah, the divisiveness, the gaslighting, the fear porn, all that other stuff. If you really want to remake Canadian politics in the name of American politics, we need to get personal in the media. <laughs> we, we super need... Someone like every news outlet should have a a someone TMZ like with yes. a little camera who's fearless, looks like a hippie, following on, him on, around like, on cocaine, Vespas, following him around on Vespas, like going in and out of hotels or maybe a cabin in the Russell Ontario area. Who knows? All I know is is that we are failing us by not putting some kind of degenerate with an SLR camera, like 20 of them, on the tail of Justin Trudeau's dating life. Same with his ex-wife. Yeah. You know what? Same with every other politician in this country. That's what America does so much better than us. That and four so liters wrong. of pop for no reason in one cup. If you really want to jack this whole American-style politics thing up in Canada, we got to do better. Let's get oop. We yeah. need to up our game we yeah. need to get very personal i want i want like blood tests i want to know like i want medical records oh my god this person had passports 90 yeah passports i want abs- i want cctv of bars oh. where people passed out and pissed their pants that's the stuff that i want and who doesn't right boys? well and for those that are looking for work right now and maybe hired to follow around our politicians you have to be that guy that saves his money and buys an eight ball every couple of months. 
that's the guy that chases politicians around eh? <laughs> he doesn't yeah, have enough money to have a regular cocaine problem he has just enough money to have a cocaine problem every three four months <laughs> yeah and every three four months he's like okay i gotta go take a picture of justin trudeau's bare ass or something and i'll get like 30 grand and that'll be good for like another three four months and i can just do yeah. a ton of coke and yeah. live in this basement apartment yeah those are the people we need to put yeah. on the scene so what you're talking Call about arms, really everybody. bloggers yeah bloggers <laughs> or people from the western standard so that's what we need to do or the guys from rebel news like listen i hate rebel news they are a joke they're not yeah. news they're just like a they basically yeah, why aren't like a video they doing this? like rumble if you're not punching if you're not getting punched you're not getting paid that's rebel news this whole thing why haven't they done this because exactly. that's the only rebel news content i would watch what i think it is is i think that trudeau family has yeah. learned from the past and now like they put a cap on that stuff and and you know who's paying for that? You know who's paying for that tightness? Us because we yes, don't get the to see it. Yeah, the taxpayer. Yeah, that's tax, right. The taxpayer. Well, well, here's the thing. That now media has changed so much in the last like 30 years. Like back in the yeah. day, nobody liked Pierre Elliott Trudeau, right? Like media and politics did not go hand in hand. Politics Jimmy loved him. like who? Oh, of course Pierre. he did. He, he, he loved he, loved he, he the press too. God rest his soul. You're wanting me to fight you, right? <laughs> He also I, I can't believe you're actually Gretchen. talking during this break because the last time we were on, you didn't say a word because you quote had no idea who, who Tucker, Carlson. Tucker Carlson was, which I find fascinating, by the way. And let's just Trudeau, take a break and talk about that. Hang on, I'm not done. Let's just take a break and talk, talk about that for a quick second. Jimmy didn't say a word about Tucker Carlson yesterday, and I just want to point this out. That is a superhuman gift to not have any idea what's going on in the world. It around. needs to be celebrated. It, it yeah, really, really does. does. The bubbly you yeah. have created, you could do, I've told him, he could go on the road. He could do seminars. Well, it, you could just do a Q&A about you know, public events or like, no, you what's know, that, pop culture. What's that like, hey, what do you think of this, Jimmy? He's like, I didn't even know Regular speakers. On. What? What's that? Oh, like, uh, I don't know. TED Talks. Oh, you TEDx, could do, TED Talks. You could do a TED Talk on how to hide yourself from the world. Okay, I have missed. I have missed a few things in my life, like that. No, it's what, a gift. It's a gift. When Did, I was at, when I worked at the strip club, and then I came in on Monday, and Grant's like, "Hey, do you remember that dead terrorist thing?" That I told got, Dean about this. There was a terrorist attack downtown, and Jimmy yeah, had yeah, no idea. Years and he, ago. Not only that, he walked by it. He I didn't walked, walk by walked, it. It just happened outside the bar it. I was at. He walked by it. Okay. Do you know how special that is, Jim? It, it's, you it's know how incredible it is to not have any clue what's going on uh, around, like outside of your your. He thinks Star I'm Wars making fun of him. Movies? Yeah, no, dude, you're awesome. Like, right. never, never change. Never, never educate yourself. Never watch <laughs> ever. <laughs> I Dean haven't Blundell. educated myself yet. Crier oh, Media, thanks for your time this morning, buddy. Thanks, boys. Crier.co. You're listening to the Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Reacher. Yeah. Season two is coming so, out. So it's an Amazon series. It's based on the same books as the Reacher movies that had Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. So there was uh, two Reacher movies. So this is a great series. It's on uh, Amazon. You didn't see season one, did you? No. Is the guy... I watched the trailer. You sent me the trailer for season two. Is the guy that's... In the trailer, is he also in season one, or do they yes. put a whole new? So it's re- Alan Rickson. Okay, uh, he he it was looks, in a couple. Of- don't take this the wrong way, because you and I have different tastes in um, entertainment. But it looks a little corny. No, 
dude, it's like okay. this one's supposed to be a little darker than the other one. So he's, you know, the same kind of character as Tom Cruise in the Reacher movies. Yeah. He's ex-army investigator. And so he's investigating in the first one. He was investigating his brother's murder and a bunch of key people that were in the town. In the second one, he it just has a like a. 80s kind of 90s cop show feel to it it's, you know no it's it's more it's more it's an army cop thing so it's it's ex-army no it's not at okay. all it's extremely violent like there's extreme violence it's very graphic like they don't hold anything back and but this guy's a monster like he's like yeah, he's he's six, a beast. six and okay when does it drop the uh, first, second season is de- December 15th. They're actually releasing, uh, I believe it's three of the eight episodes in on December 15th. Okay, so it's going to be a weekly show. Okay. I I liked the movies. I liked the Tom Cruise movies, but it, that's Tom Cruise. I did not watch the first season of this, but maybe I will. Because the thing is, is, is it's, based on, it's based on Lee Child's book. This is more realistic to the character than Tom Cruise was. Okay. Because in the book, he's a monster. Like, he's huge. <laughs> Tom Cruise is, what, 5'2"? And I thought Tom did it. He 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 did, but this is more stuff. realistic. Like right. You'll see. Okay. Like if you watch season one, uh, season one, just watch the first episode and see the violence and the extreme like uh, fight scenes. All right, you, you'll be you'll be addicted. I'm watching all the aliens right now. I got through the first one and I watched a bit of the second one last yeah, night. Because we're watching that for uh, Jimmy, Jimmy at, at the, the movies. movies. And yeah, I, I was laughing last night because the first one was released in 1979, right? And that's the one where they they end up encountering it on the planet and then she's the only one that survives. Sigourney Weaver, uh, Ripley, and then she ends up on the shuttle and then she's lost for how many years and then they find her. That's the second season, right? That's the one with Bill Paxton. Episode. Or episode, or, or, yeah, the, the sequel to it. And uh, I didn't think anything of it during the first one because it's 1979, but they're, they all smoke. Right, and then the second one starts. They're all smoking again. I'm like, this is smoking in space. Yeah. I don't know why that was so entertaining. So to I'll me, be watching that this weekend for you know Jimmy what? at the movies. Honestly, those are freaky movies. They're scaring me. Last night, the I was watching the show. The wife came up behind me and and screamed, and I just about crapped my pants. She, she scared, is so mean to you. She does that. She's been she's on this scaring me trick. Uh, thing lately and and it's yeah she's done it a couple of times i think she's trying to kill me <laughs> the locker room i always worry about having conversations like the one we're about to have because it makes me look stupid but uh, hold on maybe i can i can get some company <laughs> do you know what a g-wagon is nope thank you jimmy you never let me down I did not know what a G-Wagon was. I've heard people talk about it in the past, and I've never taken a moment to look into what it was. And then yesterday, I was listening to this podcast, and this guy went on this whole rant about G-Wagons and the types of people that drive them. And I was like, my God, I still don't, I have no idea what the hell a G-Wagon is. And I'm not a car guy, but still, he was talking about it like it was, like, that everybody everybody should should know what it is. So I looked it up. So a G-Wagon is those, you know those boxy, 
Mercedes-Benz um, SUVs. Oh, yes. I guess It's those... kind of built like a fridge. <laughs> well, I guess so. Like, that's the G-Class, the Mercedes-Benz G-Class, and, and I, I guess their nickname is G-Wagons. And he was very specific about who drives these types of things. I don't know if he's right. I don't know anything about the stereotypes of the G-Wagon driver, but thank you. I appreciate I'm not alone. Yeah, but we, you being on the same bandwagon as me, that's actually more of an insult to you than well, me. Well, today I'm going to take it, though. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to walk away today feeling good about it. I know it. little about anything. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. No, there's nothing you can do to get rid of that smell. They've tried. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.